You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. Hopefully you guys' weekend was great. We kick off a week-long look back at the greatest moments in BYU sports over the past year on today's podcast. We'll get to that. Need to talk about what Jared Hyder could bring to BYU, the Fresno State transfer who named BYU as one of his five schools, uh, his five finalists, I should say, in terms of his new program as he looks to transfer from the Bulldogs. And of course, we need to t- catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A BYU women's basketball star, Shaylee Gonzalez, announcing a milestone in her recovery from ACL reconstruction surgery. So a lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Cougars, where of course the motto is your team every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get started. This is Locked On Cougars for April 20th. 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. Thanks again for taking the time to catch up with us. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as insider information on the Cougars that you will not find anywhere else. So thanks in advance for following along on Spotify or hit that subscribe button on Apple iTunes regardless of where you listen to us at make sure you follow along and never miss an episode of this show kicking off today's podcast our week-long look back at the season that was for BYU sports we will be talking about the biggest five moments in BYU sports and that doesn't not just BYU football it's across all sports for BYU but we will start off with a great moment in BYU football because I like talking football and it was something I was on hand to see in person and that is the overtime triumph of BYU beating Tennessee in Neyland Stadium way back in September. This game, I was on the field for watching this game. I was covering it for my station, the Zone Sports Network here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And man, what an environment. Any of you that have ever been to Rocky Top or maybe some of you guys that were the thousands among the thousands of fans that were BYU fans in the stands at Neyland that night enjoyed everything that this game brought and it wasn't necessarily a great game to begin with. It was one of those games that you kind of look back at and say, okay, it started off slow. Both teams couldn't really get anything going, but the finish more than made up for it. Uh, let's take you back a little bit here. BYU obviously was trailing in this game, and uh, coming up late in the game, I had wandered down to the field because as beat reporters and media were able to go down to the field in the final half of the fourth quarter to go meet with players and coaches in their postgame locker room areas after the game, but a BYU looked like they were dead to rights. There was no, uh, it felt like, okay, this is going to just, they're going to, they're going to fall flat. They had an opportunity to go on the road here in Tennessee and notch a big win over an SEC opponent. Little did we know at the time that Tennessee would end up being as quality a program as they ended up being. I believe Tennessee finished the year with, I believe with eight wins, if not mistaken. It was a good year for the volunteers, all things told. But at this time of the season, uh, Tennessee, this was their second straight home loss. Walking out of the stadium that night, there are a lot of angry fans in orange uh, and they were not happy. But the biggest 
biggest play of the game, obviously, was the 64-yard pass from Zach Wilson uh, to to Micah Simon. Uh, that was with six seconds remaining on third and six. Simon, for whatever reason, I don't know how he got open still to this day, and I didn't have a great vantage point on it because I was down on the field in the opposite end zone. But as I saw the play unfold, I saw Zach Wilson uncork a deep one, and I'm like, wow, that's going way deep. And all of a sudden it's caught, and I see Micah Simon racing, and I'm like, is he going to score and walk this off? Is he going to win it? in regulation ends up that he understood hey there's time and time and down and distance Uh, we need to get down I'm not gonna make it to the end zone so he gets down BYU uh, has uh, one play where they go for a a pass incomplete to spike the ball brings up one second remaining as Jake Oldroyd hits a 33 yard field goal to push it to overtime and that's when this game got really really nuts there's no doubt about it any of you that were watching this game or in the stands for this game Remember how wild overtime began. Overtime began with BYU. Tyson Williams uh, got one run, got a run for one yard, and then with Zach Wilson completing passes, he hits Aleva Hefo and then Talon Shumway to push BYU's lead to 23-16. Well, Tennessee comes back and in six plays scores. Uh, Juwan Jennings got a 13-yard pass from Jared Garantano to tie the game up at 23. They get the ball to start the second overtime period. Speaking of Tennessee, BYU holds them on defense, only two yards total. They kick a field goal to go up 26-23 and then BYU puts together just what I thought was a master class of ingenuity as well as trick plays. Aleva Hefo uh, takes the ball 13 yards to Tennessee 12 for a first down on first and 10. Tyson Williams then takes care of the rest. From the 12-yard line, he runs for 7 yards to the Tennessee 5-yard line and then with some help from his offensive lineman, he pushes across from 2nd and 3 on the Tennessee 5-yard line, scores the game-winning touchdown and the celebration ensued. I was in the end zone watching that play take place, and I'm like, holy smokes, he might get across here because there was just an absolute push, a monster effort from the offensive lineman from BYU to help Tyson Williams get across the goal line. And I think that was one of the greatest moments in the BYU football uh storybook from the 2019 season. Obviously a lot of down points after this game. At some point this week we'll also talk about the USC game as well because that's also one of the high points in BYU sports from this past year but I felt like the Tennessee win ended up being what people will look back on from the 2019 season and say maybe that was the high point because BYU was down on their luck. What They had one minute to go when they started that final drive. They would got what a sack or a hold I think early on in that drive. It just looked like there's no chance they had no chance at winning this game. And then all of a sudden, Zach Wilson finds Micah Simon, who had gotten himself open, and everything changed. And that overtime period was a lot of fun, a lot of good players on both sides doing some great things. But BYU comes out with that victory. And I think it's one that BYU fans will remember for quite some time, especially if they were in attendance down there on Rocky Top watching that game. And I'll forever remember that game being there myself because it was an absolutely phenomenal game. Like I said, it wasn't a great game through what three and a half quarters but the overtime periods the thrilling finish that it had more than made up for the lackluster majority of the game I felt like so there you go moment number one in BYU sports history from this past year that we're talking about here on the Locked On Cougars podcast like I said not going to be all BYU football related we'll have some BYU basketball in there we're going to get the BYU cross country's win over Northern Arizona to win their first men's cross country title as well so stay tuned for all of that all this week right here on Locked On Cougars as we break those down for you all right we'll switch gears here and talk some BYU football here in just a second I did some research on Jared 
Fred Hyder to get a little more of an insight on what he who he is as a player, watch some of the film, etc. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that it is NFL draft season. Of course, People wondering where their favorite players are going to go. Uh, we'll see if BYU players get selected late in this year's draft. I'm not sure there's many high-level draft prospects for BYU. We could see one or two guys going in late in the draft. But this time of year, the Locked On NFL channel, their mock draft special they ran all last week is something you guys should check out. They went through all 32 first-round picks. They also had some supplemental picks in the second round for the teams that did not have a first-round pick. They made trades. They had a lot of fun. I would encourage you guys, go back and listen to the week-long series there. There's six different episodes, maybe seven episodes, as they broke down everything that they believe will happen in the first round of the NFL draft. And I thought it was an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal podcast series. So check it out, guys. The Locked On NFL channel right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The hunt for grad transfers and transfers in general for BYU basketball rolls on here, guys. And BYU is leaving no stone unturned as they chase down potential targets in the transfer portal when it comes to BYU basketball. I give credit to guys like Mark Pope and his staff. They're being very thorough and wide-ranging in their search for guys. And the latest name to pop up that has said he has some some interest, if not significant interest, in BYU is Jared Hyder from Fresno State. We talked a little bit about him last week on the podcast, but yesterday he put out a tweet that uh, said that he has a top five uh, with BYU among those five schools he's most interested in. Uh, He is, of course, a former three-star prospect who played at Laverne Damien as a senior in California before transferring, uh, before going to Fresno State, not transferring, he is transferring from Fresno State now, and I think he's a high-level athlete. I think he's very impressive. BYU has their work cut out for him. Uh, Jared Hyder, a six-foot-three Three, six foot four, depending on where you look, 180 pound guard. Very much a guy who can defend on the wing, I feel like, watching his film. He's got the ability, I think, to really become a key cog on a team and he started 24 games as a true freshman for Fresno State. Should give you some indication of his ability as a player. He averaged 9.1 points, 3.1 assists, and 2.6 rebounds in just under 32 minutes for the Bulldogs last year. And like I said, those 24 starts. He's a significantly talented player, and I think he would fit well with what BYU's got going on. Their motion offense requires a lot of guys to handle the ball at all times, be able to initiate their offense, make plays both on the perimeter and also at the rim. And I think a guy like Jared Hyder would do well in BYU's system. But like I said, the Cougars have their work cut out for him here because the five schools he announced are his finalists include the Cougars, Cal Berkeley, St. Mary's, Missouri, and Washington State. So you have three Power Five programs programs and two programs from the West Coast Conference, which of course a kid from California would be very familiar with, I would expect, in both BYU and St. Mary's. Do I expect BYU to land Jared Hyder? Am I saying he's the favorite? Do I have any intel on that? I do not at this time. But watching him play, I just looked up some of his highlights from his time as a Bulldog with Fresno State this past year. And I see a guy who very much has the ability to play both guard positions. He can handle the ball, but he also can play off ball. I think that'd be a fantastic addition for BYU considering next year you're looking at a kid like Alex Barcelo to be your primary point guard as a senior. Expect him to control the ball more 
mostly. And pending how the new transfer rule with the NCAA is going to go down, well, Jared Hyder, he could have to sit out a season because, like I said, he's not a grad transfer from Fresno State, and he'd have to figure out what he's going to do. If he's able to be eligible immediately, that changes the conversation. That changes the conversation for everybody because if you're able to transfer once without penalty, you're going to see even more guys enter the NCAA transfer portal, I feel like. I think a lot of guys are kind of weighing their options right now thinking, okay, if I could get eligible right away, yeah, maybe I'd look for a new program. But the rules as they stand right now, I don't want to give up a year of eligibility or have to sit out a year in redshirt before I can get back on the court. Obviously, Jared Hyder decided, you know what, regardless of whatever comes, I'm okay either sitting out, maybe pursuing a a waiver to get immediately eligible, or he hopes that that rule is changed and becomes official that he can transfer without penalty right away. Regardless, I feel like BYU, they're in a good spot to see a kid like this, a young man like Jared Hyder say, you know what, BYU is an option for me. Do they have their work cut out for them to beat teams out like Cal Berkeley, Missouri, and Washington State, not to mention an intra-conference foe in St. Mary's? Absolutely. BYU's been in the top five of multiple guys this uh, transfer cycle. Charles Midland comes to mind. Uh, Matt, Matt Van Komen apparently came down to both St. Mary's and BYU as his two finalists, and he picked the Gales, the former Pleasant Grove prospect here locally. So, I think that the Cougars have their work cut out for them, but I give them credit for chasing a kid like this. Because getting back to my original point, if Hyder were to have to sit out an entire season, well, guess what? All he's doing is working behind a kid like Alex Barcelo, learning this BYU offense. And you would think after a year of working in the system as a scout team member, etc., once he hits the court again for BYU without this rule change, he'd be well served and be right there ready to go for BYU. I think it would be a nice pickup for the Cougars if they were able to land a kid like Jared Hyder, averaging just under 10 points a game as a true freshman in the Mountain West. That's not nothing. So we'll see what happens with this, but I think that BYU, do I expect them to land a kid like Jared Hyder? You'd hope so, but I don't have any intel that says, you know what, they're going to get this kid. The nice part is you do see BYU staying in the mix with multiple of these athletes, and you hope at some point they break through, because it's been rather disappointing so far that they haven't been able to land a grad transfer. It's You just look at it and you're like, man, they have been just been coming up... Uh, snake eyes, I guess that we should say, to use the gambling term. They have not been able to land the guy or guides that they've been chasing. Everything I've been told is that BYU's chasing up to two guys as grad transfers, and if that doesn't work out, they could have obviously go back into the recruiting pool and see if there's an athlete out there that maybe they're looking at and saying, you know what, he's deserving of a scholarship, let's sign him, rather than continue to come up bumpkiss when it comes to the, grad, the, tr- the transfer pool portal excuse me I don't know where BYU is going to end up this season in terms of where they're going to get grad transfers from because I feel like a lot of the high level ones have already decided to transfer and have made their transfer destinations known but at some point you think that BYU will land someone and hopefully it works out for the best the nice part is is I think BYU is not hard up and thinking you know what we have to have a grad transfer to be successful this next year or just have a transfer in general they don't have to have that because I think they had enough guys who are redshirting this 
this past year that they think, you know what, we have an opportunity to do something here. BYU size-wise next year, they're going to be plenty big on the interior. Richard Harward, Wyatt Lowell, Gavin Baxter, Kobe Lee. The front line for BYU should be stacked. It's a matter of getting guys on the guard line, on the wing, that can really uh, facilitate this offense. I'm thinking of think about guys like Zach Selyus did this past year for BYU. Jake Toulson at times. Their ability to play off the ball and make plays without that ball in their hands make them infinitely more dangerous and I feel like a kid like Jared Hyder watching his film he has the ability to play both positions with the ball in his hands and without the ball in his hands and hopefully BYU can sell him on that vision of what they see for him in his future as a BYU Cougar should he choose BYU. I think it'd be a fantastic addition to get a kid of uh, Hyder's ilk in there with BYU, but of course we'll be tracking this for you, as well as any other grad transfer prospects, as well as just overall NCAA transfer prospects when it comes to BYU basketball. I wanted to give you a little bit of an insight on what I see from Jared Hyder. I think he'd be the perfect addition for what BYU is looking for currently because last year in the grad transfer market, yeah, it would have been great for BYU to land a big man who could have paired with a Kobe Lee and a Yoli Childs to help facilitate BYU's offense on the interior and have a bigger presence defensively on the interior. Well, guess what? They got through it, and this year, looking forward, they have plenty of size on the interior, but their uh, their depth on the wings has very much been thinned, and they need to find somebody like that. And a kid like Jared Hyder looks like he'd be a, a good fit for what BYU's got going on and of course we'll be tracking it for you right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, uh, we'll talk about everything else going on in BYU sports news here in just a second. Catch up on everything else you need to know about in terms of BYU sports. We'll do all of that here in just a second. Before we do that though, a reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really simple to do and all you've got to do is tell your smart device, whether it's your smartphone or a smart speaker, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast and we will have you up to date in 30 minutes or less is our goal each and every day when it comes to BYU sports. It's really simple to do. All you got to do is use your voice and tell your smart device, play the latest episode of the Locked on Cougars podcast, and we will make you the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, let's catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as we wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Let's start off with a big congratulations to Cosmo the Cougar. He has been named the national champion of mascots in the Sirius XM mascot bracket championship that finished up on Friday. Uh, we talked a little bit about the polls that BYU fans have been really just kind of taking over on Twitter. Said I really couldn't get into them, but regardless, I'm still going to celebrate a championship for Cosmo the Cougar. I think it's fantastic to see BYU first off get Cosmo into the bracket if any of you were paying attention to this originally the 64 64 mascot field did not include either of the two finalists speaking of BYU's Cosmo the Cougar and Big Ren from Western Kentucky but BYU fans they made sure their voices were heard they were added as a 16 seed and they made the run to the national championship taking down uh, Big Red in the championship round Cosmo claimed 51.1% of the fan vote to capture the coveted virtual coronation, according to the BYU release. So congratulations to Cosmo the Cougar, truly the best uh, mascot in the country. Other news we need to catch you guys up on is uh, BYU men's track and field as well as cross country is getting an addition that should help them really bolster their ranks for this upcoming season. And that is Elijah Armstrong, a former Pocatello High School star, uh, is transferring from Boise State to BYU. Uh, They announced his signing late last 
last week. He has one season of eligibility left in cross country and two seasons of eligibility in indoor and outdoor track, according to the Stride Report. I'm reading this uh, from the Idaho State Journal. He was one of Idaho's Idaho's top runners in high school. He won 13 individual state championships in both track and cross country. Uh, He he actually won the Mountain West Conference Outdoor Track Championships in the 5,000 meters and 10,000 meters as a Boise State Bronco and was crowned the conference's cross country freshman of the year in 2015. Uh, He will be expecting to join BYU's men's cross country program as they seek to defend their Division I national title from this past season this coming fall. Hopefully, if we don't, uh, hopefully, as long as the COVID 19 pandemic is under control. But congratulations and welcome to Elijah Armstrong. Looking like he is going to be a welcome addition to BYU as a graduate transfer into the track and field as well as cross-country programs. One final note for you before we go today is that BYU women's basketball star Shaylee Gonzalez announced that she is, quote, super excited to get back on the court, unquote, after reaching the nine-month post-operation milestone from her ACL reconstructive surgery. Uh, BYU made the announcement on their official Twitter account with a caption saying, she's back. Uh, Shaylee Gonzalez saying that I've been uh, working hard to get back on the court. If you don't know who Shaylee Gonzalez is, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, you don't really necessarily pay attention to BYU women's basketball all that closely. Well, she is just the latest in a long run of great women's basketball players. Uh, she tore her ACL and also her lateral meniscus during practice. I think, what was it, just before the season. She's spent nine months rehabbing this injury. And as a freshman, she was absolutely phenomenal. She had an average of 17 points, 5.6 rebounds, assists and 1.9 steals per contest as a freshman. Uh, She was named as an alternate to the USA Women's Basketball and Junior National Team during that period. She missed the entirety of last season, but once she is back on the court, she makes BYU Women's Basketball infinitely more dangerous. They're a much better team when she is on the court, and it's great to hear that she is getting healthier and healthier as she gets ready to get back on the court, hopefully this fall, for BYU Women's Basketball. And it's nice to see that uh, she is making that announcement that she is much healthier now than she was previously. If you've probably seen also on TikTok as well as Instagram, she's a viral social media star. She has a lot of cool things with her dribbling practices, synchronizing them with music, etc. It's really cool to see what she's doing. So congratulations to Shaylee Gonzalez on reaching that milestone and looking forward to seeing her back on the court for BYU Women's Basketball in short order. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Like I said, hopefully you guys' weekend was great. Hopefully you guys are back up and running on this Monday. And hopefully you guys are all having just a good time with your family and friends. I know this COVID-19 pandemic has us all cooped up in our houses. We'd like to be out and about watching sports and doing a lot of different things. But it's also a good opportunity to spend time with family and friends maybe not more than 10 friends, but still have some fun regardless. And a big thank you to all of you who continue continue to support this show each and every day. Of course, we'll have the latest and the greatest when it comes to BYU sports with you guys tomorrow. We continue on with our look back at the top five moments in BYU sports history over the past year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this week, as it always is here on the podcast. And a big thank you to all of you who have supported this show regardless. Have a great Monday. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 20th, 2020.